You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. Thank you for your company this morning. It is a very chilly 13 degrees outside. Make sure you please drive slowly out there. The roads are very wet and very slippery. There's lots of people heading around, so please just be careful out there this morning which is a perfect segue into my next interview. New South Wales is facing a massive shortage of police recruits because potential trainees are forced to spend thousands of dollars just to apply for the job and even more once they begin training. Before applying to become a New South Wales police officer, potential recruits are required to obtain a university certificate in workplace essentials from Charles Sturt University that costs $1,728 if paid in advance or $2,160 if incurred as a student loan payable via the HEX. They're also forced to pay $15,000 plus board when they undertake the nine-month training course at the Goulburn Police Academy. It's not acceptable. It is putting off lots and lots of uh, potential recruits. Joining me on the line now from the Police Association here in Newcastle, it is Ian Orwood. Good morning and thank you for your time. Oh, good morning, Tracy, and um, thanks for having us on. My pleasure. Now, obviously, we need as many police recruits as we can get at the moment. We need as many police on the beat. This is not great news for you guys. No, it's, it, it isn't great news, and it's a it's an issue that we've highlighted at our biannual conference. I'm down in Wollongong at the moment uh, with delegates from all over the state. Our president brought this uh, this issue up in his, in his opening speech. Essentially, we have um, our... You know, young people, young men and women who aspire to be police officers who have to make a choice as to whether or not they can uh, join the police or pay a mortgage. And uh, simply, we just, there are people, those experienced people, that just cannot do it because of that financial constraint. And, and we're calling for it to be addressed by um, the New South Wales Police Force and the New South Wales Government. And you can't blame them, Ian. If you've got to fork out all this money first uh, before you've even got your job, you can't blame them. And especially when you go out in a trade at the moment, you can learn your trade very cheap and you can go out and you can start earning money you know, straight away. You're not putting your life on the line. It's a really tough one. It is a tough one. And, and we, need, we need professional police officers, but we also need police officers with um, experience and, and experience in life experience. And, and I often say to to my, uh, my teams. I run a team up at Port Stephens Hunter and um, I've got some fantastic people that work with me. Um, they all bring different skills to our job and, and um, our job is complex. It, look, the, the fact is, is that uh, they do a university course these days. Um, I actually had to do one when I joined some 27 years ago. But uh, nowadays they are highly trained. Um, the, the systems that they use, and I understand... Um, the need for that and I think our community expects our police officers to be to be experienced, to be skilled in what they do and this barrier of making people pay um, to join and making them be out of pocket and potentially be in debt and then you know what, the thing is they go to they go to the Goldman Academy under Charles Sturt University, there's no guarantee they're going to be offered mm. a job you know what I mean, that's the thing, they'll they forget this money and they'll do that so it, it is definitely a barrier to those experienced people. If, if you've got a young family, you know, you've got a couple of little kiddies, you, know, you might have children at school, um, and you're just going to give all that up, pay, and then not have a guarantee at the end that you're going to get a job, um, makes it very, very tough. So essentially what we see now is we get some excellent young people come through because they can live with mum and dad mm. or be supported coming through the academy. That's great. But I, I think we're missing a demographic of experienced people who I think 
uh, required um, to make our state safer. And look, as you said, you know, being a police officer this, you know, these days, you require so much more. You've got to know how to deal with mental health issues. You know, you've got to know how to deal with domestic violence issues. There is so much more around the psyche of being a police officer these days that we do need people, as you said, with life experience. We need people who understand all of those issues. Are they really being turned off? Uh, well, 100%. And, and we just, as I said, it, it is a barrier. It's something that we see... Um, that we're struggling to recruit people and that and that demographic is something we're missing out on i'm hoping that we can be heard and i and i um i hope that um that the, the government will at least start to look at this um into the future because I, my understanding is is that we're not able to recruit um with they've been allocated more police officers um in the, in the coming months mm-hmm. and we're very thankful for that but um we also would like to get the right fit for the job, the right fit for our communities. And um, that that is extremely important. I just don't want to see a young person or even, a, you know, a middle-aged person, mm. or, you know, um, have to make the choice of going into financial um, debt um, to, to do this. And, and to, um, serve, to serve our state, to, to be at the front line of, of everything that when we pick up that phone, there they are. And it falls into another category for me. I've just been elected vice president of the police association. I was the um, the executive member for Northern and New South Wales, and uh, uh, up around the Newcastle and Hunter Valley. I I still retain my spot as a sergeant in Port mm-hmm. Stephens Hunter. But what we have found is that we have police officers that cannot afford to live in Sydney. Mm-hmm. They just cannot afford to live there. So we've got cops doing night shifts, sleeping in cars. You know, it's 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 a ridiculous scenario. So. There's a whole stack of things around policing. As far as I've been lucky enough to be a country police officer and I've been able to live and serve in my communities my entire service, um, you're invested in your community. Mm. Um, you know, I've coached rugby and I've always had something to do there. If you can't live there, I think that's another detriment, another barrier. So, again, affordable housing for frontline workers is something that has to be looked at. Um, into the future. Again, it's a complex area I know, uh, and I know that the recruitment um, issue, but I would just hate to think that we are losing that demographic of quality people that just uh, cannot afford to um, to make their commitment to the state. And let me tell you, it is, Trace, it is a commitment. You, yeah. It's a giving profession policing. Um, it's, it's sometimes thankless, but it's also very rewarding. I, I, I love it, and mm-hmm. I feel very fortunate to serve my community in the Hunter Valley and uh, and I've served all over the state, my family and I, and I wouldn't have done it any other way. But I'm not sure, I, as a young man, whether or not I could have done it without um, being paid um, at least something when I was at the academy to keep the mortgage ticking over. It's just mind-blowing. And the fact, it really is, it's hitting the road now because your junior intake has had to be cancelled because you don't have enough recruits. Like, that's... Uh, being the age that I am, you know, the pol- it used to be so hard to even just get into the police academy, you know, to, to even go down there and do the training, let alone the fact that you can't get enough recruits. No, no. And I mean, it's, it's, as I said, I think we're missing out on a whole generation or a whole um, snapshot of the community that would be excellent cops and, and, um, and serve, and we just, you know, we're missing them mm. um, because they just can't simply afford to go. So, again, I, I hope that, um, you know, this the government's sympathetic mm. and, and listens to this. It's a real issue. Mm. Um, I know it's going to take a, a fair bit of change and a whole stack of uh, things that, that need to change to make it work. But it's again, it's, it's a common sense thing that um, we've got to have. Got to be able to attract mature age applicants 
that bring those skills to our job and uh, and ultimately we'll serve our communities better and keep us all safe. Ian, we're heading obviously into a, a state government election next. You're now the third of our emergency services to uh, to scream out for help. We know that we've got issues with our paramedics and our ambos. We've got yep. uh, tolling happening with our fire stations. We've now got our police forces saying that we're not getting enough recruits. Obviously, our emergency services are at the front line of everything that we do. Surely this has got to become an election issue as we get closer to, uh, to that state government election. Trace, it has to. And you know what? In the last two years, we've been through so much. Mm. Um, our frontline workers, we've had fl- floods, bushfires, pandemics. Um, and, our, and, I'll, and I'll say this on behalf of all frontline workers, uh, our communities, we have, we're all tied mm. and we, we wanted to, you know, it, it's just, it, it just has to, we have to be supported better in through by our elected officials, our elected politicians. And, um, Mr. The, we had both, uh, um, Mr. Min speak today and Mr. O'Toole speak today at the conference in Wollongong. Both gave a commitment to do that. Mm. I think it will be an election issue, um, and to properly staff our front line. And when I say front line, I talk about, um, police officers, I talk about um, paramedics, our firefighters, our, our emergency department staff, our nurses and doctors and, and those people that just, I see, um, just do incredible work. Um, if you, you're like me, sometimes I, I spend a bit of time in um, the EDs of John Hunter and the Martyr and I see those people, mate, they are young people, they are run off their feet, they are working their tails off to serve us and, you know, I take my hat off to them and I think We've just got to give them better support, Tracy, and it should be an election issue. Um, it, it, it must be an election issue, and it must be something that we make our elected representatives um, give give the support to to the, to the front line so that we can support our communities. Yeah, we absolutely have to. It is essential, and uh, and best of luck with it. Now, I also know that you have a new commander up there uh, in Port Stephens these days. You've got our very own uh, Bear Wayne Humphreys up there with you these days. I welcomed him the other day. I was at a leadership forum with him, and uh, he's a great man. And in saying that, um, Superintendent Gillies was a loss to us. Mm, um, he's been yeah. a, a, a chap that um, has, has achieved a lot. Um, uh, I've worked with Mr. Humphreys for many years, and um, I respect him, and he's got the respect of the troops. He's um, a very, very highly experienced mm. police officer. I see us as very lucky to have him. Um, and in saying that, um, the new Newcastle commander that, that, that will ultimately come in there um, there's a lady who's been at Tamworth, um, Superintendent Endermi. She's a, a very well-regarded and highly respected officer as well. So there's been some movement in those senior ranks uh, around the place, uh, but we certainly haven't lost yet in Arna Valley, that's for sure. No, absolutely not. Look, he's a uh, he's a dear friend and he's a uh, he's just a wonderful, uh, wonderful police officer. And, uh, yep. yeah, we, we can chat offline about, you know, our, our personal beefs with him. We can do that offline. We don't we don't have to tell everybody about Bear and his Nelson Bay, Mar- what are they, the Marlins? Or, oh, good Lord, God bless him. Well, listen, yeah, well, He's rugby league on rugby Your rugby union. union. Oh, there we yeah, go. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Grover's man and, uh, yeah, so he, uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're often there. <laughs> Have those conversations yeah. Absolutely. Look, Ian, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Best of luck. I will uh, no doubt be uh, be speaking with you over the coming months as we do get closer and closer to this election because we need to bring this to the forefront. People need to know what's happening with our emergency services and if we don't talk about it, we're not going to get any change. No, nah, please do, Trace. I'm, I'm happy to take the call and I really appreciate um, you having me on your program and um, thanks for listening. My, to your listeners. my pleasure. Stay safe down there in the gong, won't you? 
Thank you. Thanks. Bye. That is, uh, yes, the uh, now the Vice President uh, for, and also the Executive of the Police Association of New South Wales for the Northern Region, that is Sergeant Ian Orwood, and we thank him very much for his time. With over nine decades of combined media experience, Tracy Mack and Michael Blacksland bring you a smart, fast-paced morning of news and entertainment with special guests and major newsmakers for your morning fix. Join Tracy Mack for Newcastle in the Morning, weekdays from 9, only on Newcastle Live.